welcome back everyone to the IMH Forum 18. That's a good hashtag, isn't it? It is. Uh, podcast. I'm here with uh, Karen Newbigging from the University of Birmingham, um, who was um, part of the Secretariat for this Mental Health Policy Commission report uh, that was published a couple of months ago. Yes. So just introduce us, Karen, to this <clears throat> report. Yeah, so this is, um, the University of Birmingham has had a number of policy commissions. I think this is the eighth, and we were really delighted that this one was going to focus on mental health policy. It was chaired by Paul Burstow, and I was a member of the Secretariat, and we had commission members that included Jackie Dyer, Tom Cray, Carol Black, um, Andy Bell, and basically over a period of time we had a number of witness sessions so we heard from people who'd got um, expertise in a particular area. So Max Birchwood came and talked about kind of early intervention. We had Gregor Henderson coming and talking about kind of um, the approach of Public Health England. We also had an open call for evidence. And we had, um, I think, I don't know the exact number, but I think we had well over 100 sort of submissions. And then we had a series of round tables, so which included one with children in uh, well, young people who were actually involved in designing it, and we had Pat McGorry over coming and talking to us about developments in Australia. So we had a number of ways of kind of getting evidence about actually what needs to happen to address um, the apparent growing needs, mental health needs in in England, and <clears throat> the Commission started off framing this as the treatment gap, and that's a very common way that it's talked about, like. There's all these people with mental health problems, and actually we haven't got the services to meet that. But we quickly made a shift in our thinking to sort of thinking, actually, that's the wrong way of thinking about this. What this is, is actually a prevention gap, that what we need is a kind of shift in paradigm from thinking about this just in terms of we need more investment in services and treatment, which uh, I think is undisputable, clearly we do, But actually, we also need investment in prevention and early intervention. And I think if you look um, at what's going on in the kind of prevention space, I mean, we've now got the Prevention Concordat, but actually the level of buy-in from local organisations, the level of investment and support, um, you know, there's a real risk that what we'll see is um, projects like Mental Health First Aid, so kind of you know, a positive development, but unconnected or seen as a kind of magic bullet to kind of address this kind of prevention that we're just going to raise awareness about it um, without sort of thinking about, well, why don't we tackle the causes rather than, or as well as the consequences of poor mental health. And watching Paul's presentation earlier on today, there's a lot of evidence that is kind of brought together in this report about social determinants of mental illness and adverse childhood experiences. So tell us a little bit about what we know in that regard. Because I think the the kind of conventional wisdom on Twitter, which probably isn't the best place to go for conventional wisdom, um, is sometimes that all mental illness is caused by adverse childhood experiences and trauma. Um, But clearly it's more complicated than that. Yes, um... And I think the sort of research, there's some interesting research that's come out of Wales, and I think it's not just a single adverse childhood experience, it's kind of, it's more cumulative than that. But there are kind of clear links, I think, between, and and these are not necessarily causal, so it doesn't mean that actually if you've been brought up in poverty you will necessarily 
go on to develop poor mental health or if you've been a victim of or a survivor of sexual abuse or lived in a family where there's domestic violence and that's partly to do with the kind of and in the the report we kind of um, frame it in this sort of way the kind of capital that people have got so if people in those sorts of circumstances have I don't know an adult or a peer that is kind of supportive or if they're in an educational context where people are uh, uh, teachers are kind of talking about um, social and emotional kind of health those things actually can act as buffers so it isn't a kind of causal it's it's really the relationship is really kind of quite complex but undoubtedly I, I think we have to um, challenge and I, I understand why the one in four message is very powerful because it's saying it's about all of us but actually we also need a more nuanced understanding that actually the dice is loaded and it's loaded for particular children and young people and we have it within our gift and I think this is a key message of the commission to do something about that by actually focusing on some of those risk factors um, which aren't the sole province of mental health service this requires, as I think other reports have said, cross-government thinking uh, in terms of you know tackling childhood poverty, thinking about the environments, minim- you know, making sure that kids aren't excluded from school, taking action to um, you know teach children in schools about healthy relationships, so we can kind of do something about kind of domestic violence and equip them if they're in those kind of circumstances. Um, so we we need a better rec- recognition that actually mental health is common, but it's your risks are increased if you're exposed to certain things, mm. as you are with physical health, in fact. Yeah, and I, I suppose the conventional wisdom over the last few years of mental health has been that you know we really need to focus on prevention and early intervention, and obviously there's good evidence that supports that. Yeah, and there's a lot of that in the report, but the report seems to strike quite a balance between prevention and early intervention yes. on the one hand and treat, treating people yes. with mental illness on the other. Yes, yes, I think that's really important because, um, I mean, the message about kind of uh, prevention is that actually we know that half of all young people, and we will have more information when the um, survey comes out, psychiatric morbidity survey, which I think is due out in November, but we know that half all childhood lifetime problems start before the age of 14 and three quarters before the age of 24. So because children and young people are developing at an enormously fast pace, you know, neurological development, physical development, sexual development, emotional, social development, um, this is a critical kind of opportunity to kind of intervene. Um, and intervening will have lifetime benefits. So actually, if we can do something in those kind of early years, then actually we will see the benefits, obviously, critically, I think the most important thing is to those people uh, at a kind of individual level, but I think there are also social and kind of economic benefits too. And those have been well rehearsed, I think, by the London School of Economics, who've, who've kind of pointed to um, the economic benefits of, of, of intervening. But clearly it would be unethical to say that's all we're going to do. Um, Early intervention is kind of really important. And I think one of the positive things that we're seeing in mental health policy 
certainly in the last sort of five to ten years, is a real focus on early intervention and recognising and, and, and getting in kind of early. And that, that's part of the drive behind things like mental health first aid, though I think that has some limitations in t- if it's not part of a more comprehensive approach. But clearly, you know, we need to also ensure that people are getting um, access to the support when they need it, uh, you know, and we need to continue to build the case for investment in mental health services, which have always been the poor relation of the health service. Uh, and I think, actually, my view is that um, services for children and young people have been a poor relation of a poor relation. Mm-hmm.